thank you. Fighting is easy. Fighting is what I do. Well, hi there. Hello. What's up? I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah? I've got a question on my mind. What's your question? I'm wondering, what is human? Oh, are we human or are we dancer? <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, what is human? That is a, a valid question. We're going to attempt to answer tackle that. It. Just kidding. Tackle it. Huh? We're going to tackle it. We're going to tackle it. It's true. Yeah, because that is episode 10 of Sensei, season 1. Boom. Nailed it. Some heavy shit happening right now. So, let's let's get to it. Who do you want to start with? I think we should start with uh, Jonas and Will, who refer to a question about what is human. Yeah. It seems relevant. It's pretty relevant. Yeah, yeah let's do it. Let's start with Will. So, um, Will's getting ready for the 4th of July and his cute little tube socks. <laughs> and... Um, no, I think it starts out where, you know, every all the sunsets are wandering around the Berlin Holocaust yeah. Memorial. Uh, and, and Will sees Wolfgang, Wolfgang there, and they have a for the little first talk. Time. Yeah. Uh, and then Will kind of finds his way out of the museum, and suddenly yeah. he's back in Chicago. Yeah. In some sort of nice landmark Will place. Has interesting interactions with Wolfgang. I wish yeah. they kind of got paired up more because they're so different from each other. Like, they even pointed out where, like, Will says something and Wolfgang like laughs and he's like, "What is best in life?" Because he's quoting Conan. Will's just like, "I don't understand." He's like, "No, you wouldn't," because he's dramatic. It's always been a little confusing to me. Mm. I think it has something to do with the fact that it's the Fourth of July. Yeah. And Wolfgang's in the Holocaust Museum. Yeah. Plate, that memorial. So it's like, uh, those are two contrasting ways of thinking about an event. Maybe that's what's on his mind at this yeah. moment. Yeah. But, um, is what I'm guessing. Yeah, but we get to see some nice, you know, sights of Chicago, which is pretty cool, because uh, he's going to eventually go down to the, the pier, I suppose, and meet his daddy. That's mm-hmm. why Joe Pants has come back. I'm so excited. Uh, but before he does that, he yes. gets to bump into Jonas. He's back down in the exposition hole for That's this episode. That's right. Uh, so they meet up, and Jonas is like... Oh, it's the 4th of July. That's so exciting. Let me tell you about my past. And he actually does a, he makes an interesting point where he is, Jonas has a bunch of different nationalities and he doesn't know which one he owes his quote unquote allegiance to. Mm -hmm. And he says, uh, I envy people with clear cut allegiances. And then you're just like, oh, he's being profound. But I think it's also a good character beat because you're like, oh no, Jonas is pretty, uh, he's a pretty gray character. Yeah. Especially when it comes to allegiances. You never, at this point, you feel like he's on your side, but you're not quite sure because of the information we got last time. From Ursa saying like, "Hey, he worked for PPO and he helped them hunt down Sunsets." Oh, and Will talks to Riley later about Jonas. Yeah. And you get the impression he's just thinking, "I don't know if we can trust him, but there's not really anything we can do about it." Yeah, right now. it's more of like we just gotta watch out for each other. So, Jonas talks to Will about what is human. They kind of break it down, being like evolution and like where we come from. And he's essentially saying like, "There's a a." minute difference between us and humans and it's kind of will hasn't been caught yet despite you know obviously 
going to hospitals and getting checkups his whole life. Like, unless you know exactly what you're looking for, you're not going to be able to spot it. So Will mm-hmm. hasn't been caught. Um, but the, Jonas mentions the Sicilium again, which is part of the brain that is kind of like the psychic nervous system. Yeah. Um, and Jonas, I feel like compared to Ursa, is like a little bit more like kind of spiritual about the whole thing whereas Urs is more like scientific about it being Mm -hmm. like this is what connects you and he's like look at the flocks of birds (laughs) (laughs) so um, he's pretty much just talking to Will and being like hey you we need to kind of you need to tread lightly because we are different from humans despite looking very similar Um, and it brings up the whole definition of like well what is human because if a human is you know feeling and experiencing like these intense emotions we're more human than human because we're experiencing it through like a psychic connection with the clusters Mm -hmm. Um, but he also points out that humans are really dangerous because they don't they're really good at killing (laughs) yeah well they don't have this ability to be inside other people's heads yeah so basically it's harder for some of them to feel empathy Mm-hmm. which makes it easier for him to do bad things to other people. Exactly. Um, so while he's talking to Will, I think, I'll have to double check this, but I think they shot it in like, a, it's a really cool building in Chicago. I think it's like the Heritage Museum or something. Yeah. Don't quote me on that. I will look this up and put it in the notes later. But um, they they cross cut between that and Jonas, who is still in this you know medical facility being tested. And aside from all the you know, questioning about human and species and evolution. Um, he does talk to Will about um, whispers. And yeah. he's like, because uh, Will's like, oh, Dr. Matheson. Um, and he's like, Angelica called him whispers. So from here on out, we're going to, because I've been struggle bussing with that <laughs> one, uh, we're going to call him whispers. And they just further reinforce that you should not look him in the eye because that is how he hunts you. Because once he sees you, he can kind of just track you, essentially. Mm-hmm. So something to keep keep uh, keep tabs on there. And then I guess the other big thing that doesn't really seem to come into play until season two is Jonas when he says, like, you know, humans are inherently, like, since they can't connect with one another the way sensates do, their main thing is secrets and we're a very like we're a huge security threat to secrets mm-hmm. and that's something that gets fleshed out more in season two so but it is brought up in season one i didn't realize that so he pretty much has like a really nice discussion with jonas and jonas is all like you're a good cop will you're trying to question me and you just need to be really careful yeah i feel like this is the last uh big bit of exposition in the season yeah uh, it's like that's this is all you need to know for mm-hmm. the rest of the events of season one. Mm-hmm. So it kind of just gets on with it after this. Yeah, I think the only other bit of exposition that we get from this that we didn't already know, but they clearly state is like, whispers can hunt you, and that's the reason why Angelica killed herself. Yeah. It's because she was trying to protect the cluster she just birthed. Although I think you can maybe uh, infer that. If yeah. You think about it. Yeah, earlier. but they're 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 stating it outright in this episode. They're like she's she's trying to protect yeah. you guys, so um kinda clears up one mystery there of if you go back and rewatch the first episode, you're like, ah, that's Which you why she's doing it. Could connect to um the the previous one where um what's her name? The Icelandic woman. Yursa, yeah. Yeah, she uh tells um Riley that they used to birth 
clusters yeah. and then like use them to hunt them down. Yeah. And obviously that is not what they're doing with her killing herself because right. she's specifically trying to avoid that. Yeah. So it makes it pretty obvious that something else someone's, is going yeah, on. Someone's stories, n- no one's telling the whole truth probably. Yeah. Tis true. So Will has that fun little exposition dump with Jonas. And then he goes and he sees Riley while he's making his way to his dad's boat. And they're super cute. And uh, they're both like, oh, we're both going to go see our dads. Because uh, she's about to go to a concert for her mm-hmm. dad. And they just kind of check in with each other. And he's just like, uh, they both are kind of in agreement. Of like, we don't know if we can trust Jonas, but we're not quite sure what else to do other than to, you know, have each other's back and keep an eye out. And he's like, Jonas warned me about Iceland's not safe for you. There's a lot of um, BPO research facilities there. So he's like, please be careful. She's like, I will. I'll try. I got the same, you know, warning from Ursa. So trying to keep a low profile. And then they make out, and it's really cute. Mm. And then he's all like, whoa, this is awesome. Can you imagine what it's going to be like when we make out in person? And the entire time I watched this scene, the first time I saw it, I was just like, well, you're going to get caught fake making out with somebody, like with Diego looks like you're going to be making out with the air, but it doesn't happen. doesn't happen, so and I don't know if it would, because it's not clear yeah. if they're having that problem anymore. Mm-hmm. But we'll talk a little bit more about advances yeah, and sensei ability, you might say. Yeah, so. uh, And then, yes, Will yeah. goes to hang out he with his dad. He hangs out with Joey Pants, with Joey Pants. who <laughs> returns. Oh, I missed him. I, know. I thought he was in this season more, but no, he's really no. not. It's a damn shame. But he shows up when he's needed, and he does a nice little speech to Will about... Um, and we were talking about this while we were watching the episode. He's he's telling Will about, like, when he decided to become a cop. Mm-hmm. And he's essentially being like, I love the 4th of July. I love my life. I love my son. And I'm so proud of him for also being a cop. And he, you're, you're good people, Will, so... Which is, which is nice, and I think shows what their relationship is. Yeah. More like, as opposed to uh, the slightly misleading yeah. early part of the season. It's not as strained as you think it would be. I think it's just a nice showcase to be like, um, they don't always get along. Yeah. It's not like they they have fundamental, like, different ideologies or anything, but it is nice because it's a moment to be like, hey, well, don't worry about what other people are saying or if they're laughing at you. Like, you're my son and I love you no matter what. Mm-hmm. Which is definitely going to be tested at the end of this season and throughout season two. So. And we just love Joey Pants. We love him so much. We were talking about because we're like, man, I mean, he's essentially, he's a delivering like this monologue. And it's just like, I don't know what it is about him, but he's so good at it because it seems so natural and effortless. Like, sometimes when you listen to people monologuing, um, you're just like, oh, they're acting. You know what I mean? And not in a bad way. You're like, wow, they're really nailing this (laughs) scene. But, like, with Joey Pants, man, he just, he sucks you in. He does. I'm so happy he's back. (laughs) I could just spend the rest of this podcast talking about how great he is. He gets another appearance at the very end of the episode, too. Yeah. But we'll talk about that at the end. Oh, yeah, we will. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Anyway, uh, yeah, so that's pretty much Will's storyline. Um do we want to hop into Riley's just because they're kind of close and hers is pretty short? Yeah, all right. 
And um, we're, we're going to save the ending of this episode as yeah. like a separate thing because it is with like all the characters. So that's kind of hard to separate out. Uh, yeah, so in this one, Riley is going to her dad's uh, concert. And, you know, she's living her best life. She gives and them powerful she, drugs. Yeah, it's so funny because like she thinks their drug use is cute because <laughs> they're getting stoned in their suits like it's 1995. And then her dad's like, oh, well, what do you do? Like, what do the kids do these days with the drugs? And she's like, ecstasy. And he's like, oh, cool, let's do that. What a good idea. What a great idea. And the entire time, she mainly just spends it talking to Will, which we've already discussed. And then she's at the concert watching it, loving it. And she's watching her dad play piano and his two friends that he got stoned with that I think also took the ecstasy are like the two happiest cello players I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh, look at the little stoned musical people. It's so stressful the first time. Yeah. Just feeling like they were all going to die. Yeah, I, I remember the first time I watched it, I was like, they're gonna, something bad's going to happen to her dad. <laughs> Their old hearts would give up. I know, they're just like, the music is moving them <laughs> and so are the drugs and it's just too much. Um, but that's pretty much it for her. That's pretty much it for yeah. her until the very end, which we will talk about. So who else do you want to discuss? I would just like to move on to the main event, which is Wolfgang and Leto. Yes. Let's do Teaming it. Teaming up. Teaming up. All right. Who do you, what storyline do you want to go with? I'm to Wolfgang. Okay. So it actually, the episode opens with Wolfgang. Mm-hmm. Wandering around that Holocaust Still memorial. very stressed. Still very stressed. It's a really cool it's a well shot scene just because like the way the memorial is laid out you just get to see a bunch of the sensates kind of dreamlike walking around mm-hmm. um, so he finally gets to see all of them and he sees Nomi first then Kafius, Riley, Leto Son, Kala and then Will's last um, and it's just like he's he has to make a decision he's very <laughs> stressed about what's going on and he has a really lovely scene with his crazy ass cousin who's the snake oiler from speed racer (laughs) and his cousin's just like so batshit (laughs) i hate him but he's great like the the actor's great but his cousin comes bursting in to the hospital room and, and where felix is at and wolfgang is not happy he's there and his cousin just is all bluster and threatens him Mm -hmm. and is like not subtle about it at all and it's just just such a stark contrast to his meeting with his uncle where it's just more of um has a bit of a a lighter more sinister touch to it because it is a little bit more subtle (laughs) whereas like cousin not so much he's just like give me the diamonds so they're otherwise something might happen to felix yeah yeah so uh, Wolfgang agrees to it, and um, he goes and gets his diamonds from a very awesome place uh, yeah. where he froze them Here's in a ice tip, cubes. Folks, <laughs> which I've seen this in other like action movies when you're like trying to move diamonds, they always like freeze them in water so they're in like ice cubes or they look like they're on ice, mm-hmm. sparkly ice. So you know all you have to do is just microwave them and then boom, diamonds. So that's fun. Uh, so he does that, and then he meets his cousin and his cousin's thugs at the docks or something. I don't know Somewhere. where it is. Um, and he essentially has planned the whole thing out. He knows that he, he's going to get his cousin riled up. He's going to give him the diamonds, and then his cousin's going to punch him. And he just has to get close enough to the car where he is hidden a gun underneath. 
so he can just like shoot the bejesus out of everybody mm-hmm. um because you know he loves felix and felix has been threatened and so has he and you know it's not good doesn't feel safe while those guys are still around yeah exactly uh and it's really funny because his cousin is just like he's one of those guys he's kind of like shouting like i'm big i'm important and you should respect me and i'm like if you have to yell at people to respect you they definitely don't Mm -hmm. but he can't he has some like intelligence and securities because he keeps being like wolfgang you're such a smart guy and he's like i'm not dumb you think i'm dumb and it's (laughs) like dude you need to like maybe hash these personal issues out not through some crazy shakespearean family drama (laughs) (laughs) so um he doesn't believe that Wolf cracked the safe by himself, and so, um, and he does like you know beat up Wolfgang a little bit, and then Wolfgang the, uh, just just needs to d- he just buy needs a little bit time. more space, yeah, yeah to, to shuffle it. back, and so Leto shows up, and it's so great. They're one of my favorite parents. Leto shows up from his his bender, drunken flip flopless yes. bender from the waking night up in his. Hot, uh, tub. hot tub yeah with still like the margarita stains <laughs> on his shirt no pants it's very great this is like beautiful hero shot from yeah. above except he's just he's out drunk of focus lying in his hot dr- tub yeah yes. exactly it's great um so Wearing. he shows up and it's a really interesting scene uh because it's like it freezes on the action mm-hmm. with wolfgang where he's just not quite close enough to his car to grab the gun so it's frozen with his cousin threatening him with his own gun uh, pressed to Wolfgang's head and then Leto shows up and then him and Leto are like almost literally out of body experience separate Yeah. and they are having a discussion where Leto's like oh my god so you planned everything out you knew he's gonna hit you this mm-hmm. is amazing Wolf's like I know it's such a good plan I just I didn't I just need a little bit more space and he's like well why don't you just get him to relax a little bit get, buy yourself some more time mm-hmm. so you can you know essentially shuffle back the last couple of feet so you can snag the gun and he, he's like you know tell him something he wants to hear lie to him and, and wolfgang's like i can't do that like too much not, pride yeah he's like he reminds me too much of his of his dad oh yeah yeah and that's good and leto's just like okay thanks about <laughs> it gives himself a, like a moment and he's like okay okay let me try this so it's like he literally taps in for wolfgang and i think this scene just conveys uh, how efficient they have gotten at communicating with each other. Yeah. Because the actual way it's filmed, of course, makes it look like they have fancy new sensate powers of time stopping or something. Yeah. But really, think, it's all in Wolfgang's head. Yeah, it's just like they had this whole conversation instantly, essentially. Yeah. And there's just more and more of that stuff as time yeah. goes on. Like, uh, th- this is their experience sort of as yeah. opposed to the experience that um his cousin would see which is like a split second right yeah yeah it's also really cool because i don't think they do this as much i don't even know if they ever do it again where they have an action scene like frozen and then the two sensates are like almost out yeah. of body and look the at exact thing i don't think the exact yeah same setup but it's really cool i like it because it's a really good visual representation of what's going on in wolfgang's head um, is it literally happening? No, probably not. But it's nice to see like him and Leto literally take a step back from the situation mm-hmm. and like let's discuss, let's work <laughs> this out together. And this is one of my favorite uh, in-camera actor swaps. Although that might just be because you get to see it on the behind-the-scenes yeah. video at the end of season one. Yeah. Where uh, it's 
goes back to Wolfgang, and then the camera goes up to his cousin, and then it comes back down, and Leto's there, and yeah. so he had to, like, they roll out and roll out. in. Yeah, which is great. Um, so Leto's what he does best. He makes up a story yes. about, you know, okay, you're right, we didn't crack the safe. Felix found out that, like, we essentially got the codes. Yeah. We were able to crack it, and and that is so joyous what to his cousin. To play on his, uh, you know super macho-ness by saying that uh oh my god felix got the codes by you know essentially demeaning himself i would think you know in the cousin's eyes yeah which is interesting because he's saying it to leto and leto is the one that has to come to terms with yes i am gay and i need to stop letting this interfere with people i love it's interesting i think taking responsibility you could assume that that would just come to mind Toledo mm. as something that would work on this guy basically yes. yeah 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 so um so they do that it works more or less because uh his cousin goes off on a ramp being like would you guys suck somebody's guy <laughs> for these diamonds and it's like they're like I mean yeah probably and he's like no you, you know, don't guys, get it you're not you're not playing into my my fun little speech it's the principle it's guys the matter think it through and that's why you're so dumb and I'm so smart and you're just like this guy is just like I feel like he's a really good characterization of like the quintessential like mob boss son who is like a bratty little prince and and just demands respect but mm-hmm. is never gonna get it you know what I mean so he does a really nice job and essentially him going off about how Felix is you know has quote unquote demeaned himself uh, to get these diamonds is gives you know Wolfgang enough of a discra- distraction to shuffle back the last couple feet, snag the gun, and then shoot the crap out of everybody. And he gets to shoot two of them, and then manages to shoot the third while flipping backwards over a car. Yeah. Which. He's a great shot. He's a great shot. Yeah. I think if it was shot in normal motion, it would be harder to believe because mm. it's slow motion. It's true. It's like he nailed it. Yeah. He got him. Uh, so he does that and then they manage to escape in the car and you're just like, ah, oh, that really sucks looking like you really don't want your cousin to get away now because like you've actively killed some of his guys. Mm-hmm. This isn't even you being sneaky, cracking a cracking a safe to spite him. Like he's a, he's gonna come after you. And but. just when you think they've gotten away <laughs> Wolfgang casually goes to his car. And what does he do, Camden? He pulls out the rock launcher that he carries with him at all times. Yeah. I wrote down casual rocket launcher. Uh, that he sometimes needs yeah. like, to just get into places, yeah. I assume. Yeah. And uh, he, he blows up their car yeah. in a majestic uh, practical effect, I assume. Yeah, from it is how practical. It, looks. Yeah. it also, the shot of the, the car getting hit and then like kind of that long shot tracking shot of it like flipping reminds me so much of a shot in the matrix i think it's reloaded the second one where there's like an explosion and then like the the motorcycle it's just kind of like at a certain angle where i'm like wow that looks really Mm. similar um yeah just a little bit it's not obviously an exact like replica but it's like oh this is a nice shot i think of the dark knight just because they flipped that truck oh yeah physically that's true uh, of course, that is more impressive, but, yes, but I do I don't know, find myself wondering, like, how do you, how do you make it flip? Yeah, you know, it's very I don't know how you do it. Well, I know with Dark Knight they used like wires, wires. and propulsion and stuff, and with this one, I th- I'm assuming it was something similar. They just had to make sure the car was on fire when they flipped it. So. Yeah. But yeah, so he does that, and then Lita's like, "Whoa, man, that was super cool. What the <laughs> fuck? Like, what was that?" And he's just like. 
hey man, thanks for your help. And he's like, no problem. <laughs> he doesn't problem. even react, you know. Yeah, he's, he's just, just like, like, casual, like, don't worry about don't wor- it. Like, almost like, dude, don't worry about it. Like, just I do this all the time. Not a problem. And Lito's like, well, lines, what I'm good at. That's what I do. And he looks kind of sad. sad. And then Wolfgang gives him the really good piece of advice of being like, hey, something goes wrong, you've got two choices. You either learn to live with it or you fix it. And I assume that Leto, in the previous episode, mm. has been trying to live with it and by drinking lots job. of uh, yeah not doing margaritas. Uh, At the so cost of his shoe it. collection. So he should <laughs> definitely fix it. Uh, so I guess that's a nice transition into Leto. Yes. Where he's kind of like, I just had this really cool, like, bizarre, surreal, like, action movie moment in real life in Berlin with, with Wolfgang. And he gave me some good advice. I'm going to go in and fix this shit. It's the light of day. Yeah. And Nando's mailbox is still full. Yeah. And he's like, you should really empty it. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. Anyway, I'm going to fix it. So he goes back to the bar where he insulted the cute bartender who mm-hmm. was hitting on him. And it's like a really... <laughs> really intense. Really intense ordering of tequila. Patron tequila. Tequila squared. He's like, dope tequila. And the guy's like, okay. It gives him dope tequila. And the guy's kind of like, it's it's like a weird challenge where he's like, I I don't know how, how you're reacting since last time we saw you, but I'm just going to try and be nice. And also like, but also I'm kind of annoyed because you weren't very nice to me. Yeah. And so like, Lita was downing shots like nobody's business. And he's like, do you want another one? He's like, you're asking me if I want another one? <laughs> then I want double that. Tequila squared. And you're just like, Lito, can you not just order drinks like a normal person? Yeah, he's like, four tequilas? Four tequilas? Yes, that's what I said. And he's like, okay. So he does four shots of tequila. And then he does a very nice job of apologizing to the bartender, saying, like, he kisses him. And he's like, a stolen kiss. Because, again, Lito's a drunk. <laughs> and he's just saying, like, I should have said this when you offered uh, yourself to me. Yes. It was very effective, and you're a very attractive man, but I should have just said no thank you instead of calling you a not-so-nice word. Uh, And I should have said no thank you because my heart belongs to another. I've already found the love of my life, and his name is Hernando, and, like, the moment he says it, you can, like, almost physically see, like, the weight lifted off that he's finally been able to tell someone outside of, like his inner circle of uh, Hernando and Danny. Then he dramatically strides out the door in a reverse Aragorn, is what I'm going to call it. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. (laughs) And then the bartender's like, ooh, and then when they kissed, (laughs) the only thing I could think of is like, wow, that bartender's mouth must just be so sanitized because he just got like the most aggressive like tequila kiss. It's probably killed any and all bacteria Mm -hmm. in his mouth. Um, and what a roller coaster. What a but roller But how coaster. nice to know that you have appeared in the most important scene of someone's life. Yeah, and he's just like, ooh. And presumably Leto exited the bar. Yeah, and, and probably and fell like, over. I nailed the speech I practiced earlier. Yeah, and I, I got a lot of... I don't even think he paid for the tequila. <laughs> no, no, he paid for it with a kiss. He did. A, still, a stolen uh, kiss. And then let not all this awesomeness distract from the fact that Lido then proceeds to drive drunk. Which yeah, it's funny because it's like, it's a really cool shot with the car. It's like slow-mo, like skidding in like a freaking Fast and Furious movie where he's pulling up to Joaquin's place. And every and the first time I saw it, I was like, this is so cool. And then after a couple of rewatches, I was like, yeah, he, he's just had like shits, six shots of tequila. <laughs> he's think, super drunk. You know, we may be worried about Lido's morals here, but we can assume 
that Joaquin just lives next door. Yeah. So he just drove the car yeah. right in. Or another alternate is maybe Lido is not such a lightweight and six shots of tequila in a row does not bother yeah, he him normally the way drinks it would 20. bother normal <laughs> people with normal livers. Uh, but the point is he does show up at Joaquin's place and Danny is there. She's got the split lips. Oh, we got to talk about eye. how Wolfgang oh, yeah. uh, shows up to his meeting smoking his cigarette. Yeah, and then throws he it out the window. It out and he looks so cool. And Lido tops him by showing up also with one and then yeah. flicking it into the camera. Yeah. It's just a great shot. Which in my head, I'm just like, he saw Wolfgang do it, and he's just like, I want to do that. But I've probably done it before movies, so I know how to make it even mm-hmm. more cinematic. And I know. Smoking and drunk driving. So bad. Not healthy. Not, not healthy. Good. And dare we say not it, safe. has never looked cooler, though. <laughs> like, don't ever do it. But also, like poster child for it you're looking great Lito mm-hmm. you're knocking it out of the park um, yeah so he shows up this little flick with the cigarette to the camera yeah and demands he, and then he's like Danny you're coming home with me and she's like are you sure he's like you're coming home and she's like okay and then Joaquin's like what are you doing she's like going home with Lito what about the pictures Obviously. and he's like do what you want with them I don't care. Then Leto discovers that apparently Joaquin, Joaquin is, is going to fight him anyway. Yeah, yes. with he has some like weird tattoos yeah. on his chest. They look like little like webbed fins or something on either side of his he's chest. He's definitely bigger than you would expect. Yeah, I mean, but he's this isn't really surprising. Yeah, I mean, like he's in shape, but like he's a little angry rage machine. He's definitely that kind of guy. And he's wearing like I keep thinking like his little track pants just remind me of like the Miami Dolphins because it's like the same colors as that football team. It's very specific. I I know, but it just like pops in my head every time. Uh, and then Lido, uh, you know, he's probably thinking, "Wait a minute, I only know stage fighting. Yeah, you're not supposed to actually connect." Yeah. And then Danny's cheering him on, and then both, they're both just like, don't hit the face. And it's funny because it's it's similar to the scene, at least in terms of tone, with um, when Joaquin shows up at the apartment uh, and they scare him off, and he does that weird little offer of sex ed education. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like both scary and violent, but it's also funny. And that's like the same thing with yeah, this fight. It's, it's like, he's scary and it's a violent fight scene. Like they're really hitting each other, but it's also like, it's really funny <laughs> because it's um, impressive. The tone mixing. I mean, yeah. Danny gets hit in the face and it's like, Ooh, it's awful. Yeah. But then like one second later, Lito is popping up and, with and his throwing, flowers. Like, flowers yeah. at him. And, I mean, Danny gets in on the action, too. She hits him with a shovel, yeah. which is good. But it, it's it's scary because, like, I mean, he can beat up Leto. Yeah, and n- neither of great. them are really a match for him. Yeah. like, But not only, like, him, he's, like, hair-dragging Danny. It's scary. Yeah. And she's, it's horrible. Horrible display of domestic violence. And yet, you know, Leto gets the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. Well, I like that it's not really just... Like, she can't stand up to him. It's yeah. like neither of them really can. You know, yeah. they, they have to get help. They're not a match. and Because <laughs> they, they're just not, this is not what they do. Either. Yeah. That's not what they're qualified to yeah. do. Yeah. So it's a really cool shot of Lito's on the ground, Joaquin's dragging Danny away, and then Wolfgang shows up and he's like, come on, let's finish this. And it's this great moment where Lito, it's another parallel with them next to each other. And Wolfgang's like, we're not done. And you're just like, oh, this is so great. Lito does his Wolfgang stretches. Yeah. Lito <laughs> does a really good job of um, 
Yeah, he, just yeah. like his little body movement, because obviously it'll intercut between him and Wolfgang. But like when Joaquin does his creepy little walk dance back, he's like, okay, I'm going to punch <laughs> you again. Um, it's just a great shot because it's like we're obviously seeing it as Wolfgang, but he's seeing it as Leto, and it's yeah. kind of terrifying because he just takes the punches like no problem. And then Leto gets to uppercut Joaquin, and it's just like, holy shit. It's very majestic. Like you – I'm sorry, hands down, you need Wolf in a fight, like, no matter what. Like, Sun is awesome, don't get me wrong, but if you want, like, a balls-out scrappy fight, (laughs) like, Wolfgang can take those punches, man. So it's a really nice moment where Leto's like, thank you, and he's like, fighting is what I'm good at. So they both kind of hate that they're good at those two things. It's like, Leto hates that he's, not really hates, but, like, he's run into some problems because he's so good at lying. They're good at it because they've had to be, which they they, they don't like. Yeah, exactly, and same with Wolf for fighting. So they're one of my favorite pairs because they always got each other's backs, and it's great. It makes me really happy. So him and Danny get away. They show up at Hernandez. Very dramatically. (laughs) Very dramatically, because I can just, we were talking about it, because, you know, Lido shows up at his door. And he's all bloody. And Hernando's just like, oh, my God, are you crazy? Like, you have a shoot tomorrow. <laughs> and then Lito's like, oh, you do care about me. And Hernando gets a little, like, fussy. And he's just like, well, I not. know how much your career means to you. <laughs> <laughs> and Hernando does invite him into his apartment. I don't know what it is, but it is such a cute place. He he's got, like, little Apparently fancy... lives here but never actually lives here. Yeah. But he's got cute little cinema books. I just really like his apartment, mm-hmm. whatever it is. It's really cute. Um, but you can just, you have essentially Lido apologize and be like, I am so sorry. I didn't realize, like, what I had to put you through until Danny came along and she kind of, you know, snapped everything into focus to yeah. realize, like, oh, this is... Um, this is what I'm doing to you. This is what you. I'm doing to you and that's yeah. not okay. Um and obviously what I did to Danny is not okay either, but I went in and fixed it. And then Danny shows up and you can just like tell, like in my mind, it is canon where Leto's like, Danny, I need you to stay behind, count to like 50 and then come in for my dramatic review. Or just specifically wait for one of my lines. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so she comes in, she's like, oh my God, he saved me. It was like a scene from one of his movies. And they're like, oh, they make up. She starts recording them. And they're like, seriously? She's (laughs) like, you said it was okay. (laughs) So that kind of wraps up that whole storyline. So at least at the end of the season, Leto has kind of made peace with it. Yeah, this is is the end of Leto, really, for this season. Yeah. Um, He's a support character now. Yeah. But oh man, how he supports. Mm -hmm. But it is one of those things where... You're happy because he did the right thing and the three of them are back together. But there is kind of that little thing floating in the background of like, you know, Joaquin still has the pictures and he's most definitely going to send them and that's going to send you guys into a whole new tailspin. So even though you've accepted that like your career means a lot to me, but these people mean more, there's going to be a fallout. And that's something that they're going to absolutely have play out in season two. So. So it's a it's a nice conclusion, but it's also a nice setup for his future storylines and different seasons. So it's good. This is just such a great combination with Leto and Wolfgang yeah. of having so much build up of people doing bad things to them or them being in bad situations. Yeah. And they both get to deal with it in the same episode. So this just is always such a joyous one to watch. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah, I really like that. So that's pretty much it for those two. Mm-hmm. Um, who else we got? Who do Kala you had a lovely scene with her dad. Oh, I know. Which so may have been her only scene. Uh, I think, no, she's with Kafias. Yes, yes, she is. Uh, yeah, her solo scene, though, is with her dad, where they are at the hospital, and she is talking to him, and she is, essentially confesses to her dad that, like, hey, the police um, wanted to know why Babaji was there, and he's like, well, I'm assuming since he's a non-believer, he came to see you, and she's like, he did. Uh, he's like, why did he come to see you? And she tells him he no longer wants... Rajan and I to get married he wants to take his blessing back from the marriage and then her dad very you know succinctly fleshes out the the pluses and minuses of her telling Rajan especially if his dad doesn't pull through would be like well if you this yours is a love match and I know that you have been confused about the wedding she was like yeah now I'm even more confused and He's essentially being like, do you want to start off uh, your marriage with a little secret? Or do you want, you know, to tell your husband and maybe have him change his mind or your future husband? Give his father power over him that he didn't have before. I like that he basically says, here are all the options, but because I know you, like, I think we both know that you're going to tell him because... Like that's important to you. Yeah, you're you're going to come to the right decision. I also love when he uh, when the conversation starts, and she says, "I've been having you know trouble thinking about this marriage," and he just says, "I know." Yeah. So it's one of those things where I feel like since we're getting it more from Kala's point of view, mm-hmm. you can tell just like how she's interacting with people that she is not a hundred percent sure about this marriage. And yet, because it's coming from her, you don't realize that, like, other people are very aware that she is doubting it. Like, mm-hmm. her father is obviously picked up on it. I mean, Rajan has, too. Yeah. So, um, it's just kind of nice to have another character be like, I know, I, I can see <laughs> it. It's okay. But I think, regardless, like, you're going to make the right decision. So, good dad award. Yeah. Um, and then Kala talks to... Meets yeah, she meets Kafias. Kafias. Yeah. She's outside of the hospital hanging out, and then Kafias is watching uh, they, Van Damme's Lionheart. They talk a little about the glory of Samsung TVs. Yes, and <laughs> which is great. And but, then... um, it's another one of the cute moments where this is the first time they've actually met, and yeah. they do the same thing that the other ones have started to do, where she goes, they know with like absolute certainty who the other one is already. So she goes, oh, you're Kafias. I'm Kala. And he's like, you're beautiful. It's like, oh my God, Kafias, you're <laughs> nice so cute. Nice sense yeah, and so yeah, they talk about TVs. I like how both Kala and um, what's her name, um, Amandi, mm-hmm. uh, see Kafias watching uh, uh, Van Damme movies. Yeah, and are both like, "Ooh, how interesting!" And he's like, "This is my favorite movie." And then they both go like, "This is a very violent movie." This is super violent. <laughs> and he's just like, "This is just what I like." Could you all just let me have back it? Off? Let me have it. Uh, but he calls, I love it, he calls um, Van Damme the Fred Astaire of martial arts. And she's like, oh, I love Fred Astaire. Let's watch it together. And then she's like, this isn't dancing. He's like, yes, it is. It's dancing. Um, this is a really good moment for Kapias because um, I think he's perceived as the like most optimistic, happy sensei. Yeah. To the extent that, as we'll get into uh, later, mm. since he will be replaced by another actor. Oh, uh, I see people say things like the original Kafios is better at being 
like he, he's known for being smiley and positive and optimistic and that the new one was more serious and i think in both those cases it's not really that accurate yeah. if you actually take um note of the whole scope of the performance yeah but this is a nice moment to show that Cavius is like that but you know he's very serious underneath yeah when, he when has K- moments Kala says you know this is violent and he just says life, life is, is violent. violent and yeah. the way he delivers it I think it, it, more seriously almost than maybe any of the others would except like Wolfgang yeah where it's like it's a I, I know this is true you know and you you don't have as much experience you can get that from him like uh don't question it, sort of. Yeah. And she actually agrees with him. She's yeah. like, you're right. I didn't think so before, but now I do. Um, and so they talk about the movie a little bit more. And he's like, I'm trying to find courage. And she's like, me too. So it's a nice little connective tissue there for like why they're probably reaching out to one another. But uh, he does the nice thing where she asks him about the TV. And she's like, mm-hmm. I've been uh, to a house like this in Bombay. And I noticed that they didn't have any beds, but they had a really nice big size TV like you do. And then she's like, why, what, why, how could a TV be more important than a bed? And then, you know, he gets really cute and is like, ah, because the bed keeps you in the house and the TV takes you out of it. So Uh it's just a nice moment of escape. And I know it's just, it's kind of like a nice reflection because they both love movies and they're both trying to you know, if I encourage to apply what they like about the movies and the escape to apply that to their real life and be like, I can I can do this kind of a thing. Yep. yep. That's Kala, right? That's Kala. That's pretty much it for her. Who's do left? We have Kafius. Yeah. Uh, I think that's like his only scene, actually. Is it? Yeah, I mean, you have him yeah. floating around with all the other sensates during the Holocaust memorial scene. Um, but he's not going to have his big... Him and Son aren't really going to have their big one until later. I mean, he shows up on the boat, him and Son, with Will he's, during he's the fireworks. He's a bit of a stalling... I'm trying to remember which episode it was when he decided to stop working for um, uh, Silas Kabaka, which might have been the eighth episode. Yeah. And then the ninth one, he's basically telling backstory to uh, Riley. Yeah. Uh, and... It's kind of like he realizes and makes his decision around the middle of the season, mm-hmm. and then the consequences don't really happen until the yeah. very end. Well, I think in the timeline, like, from when the superpower gang threatens him, yeah. and he has the argument, with, or more of like a discussion with his mother, where she's like, you can't harm the child, um, he gets essentially two episodes to kind of just... I don't know, soaking that. About it. <laughs> yeah. But in reality, I think it's just happening in one night because that's like maybe or within a, a day. Yeah, or this two. is very swift because we talked about how the concert was supposed to be a day for Riley uh, after the seventh episode. I think. Yeah. And that happens in this episode. Yeah. And of course, Leto, like, has woken up the next day in this right. one as well. Everyone's so, since there's so many characters, it, it kind of looks like oh wow, they're really taking their time but in terms of the timeline like it's actually going pretty quick it's just it feels more spaced out than it actually is um so yeah i mean that's pretty much it for him and then for sun not much happens with her either because they're going to have their big episode uh in the in the following episode uh so she goes uh she gets called in to have a meeting with a lawyer who was like wow i've never seen this before but your dad 
followed up on everything he said he'd do. Sort of just con- confirms the scene. From yeah. Before. That's like the emotional scene. Yeah. This is the guy coming in and saying, oh, all that stuff is actually going to happen. <laughs> yeah, but it's also, it kind of propels it forward too because they do talk more about her brother mm-hmm. where he's like, so your father's going to sign this. All he has to do is testify in a hearing. And once that hearing, you know, goes through, I'm pretty sure I can get you out of here in a week. And then she's like, what's going to happen to my brother? And he's like, well, you cooperate with the courts, but they're going to try and make an example out of him because, you know, they tried to get around the law. And if I were him, I would get out of the country. This is bad for him. This is really bad for him. And so it kind of gives you, like, a potential timeline for Sun where it's like, she might not be in here any longer and her brother might have to, like, leave. And it will all come crashing down. But for now, it's just set up mainly for her. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we've got... Nomi. Nomi, which is... She's barely in it. I yeah. think she's just having sex with Amanita <laughs> on the 4th of July. And that's, I think that's, that's correct. Close. Yeah. the last episode is when they uh, they were s- still uh, hanging out. Yeah. Um, they got back together. Yes. And she showed up, Amanita, at the apartment. Yeah. So they're just still in the apartment. Yeah, they're that's just... Thank God we're home and we're safe for yeah. now and we're... Enjoying some fireworks of our own. Yes, because Amanita does not like fireworks. She does not. <laughs> because they're symbols, symbols of war. Symbols of war. <laughs> like, yes, dear, we get it. <laughs> that's not us. That's Amanita's mom saying that. The other fun. characters uh, all seem to like them just fine. I know. So I guess that's everybody, right? So all we that's have everyone. left is the final scene. The final scene. Oh, my good freaking God. Okay, so... They have the really nice firework shots, and it's a really nice montage where, like, I don't know how they shot it, but it looks great. They're, they have the fireworks in Chicago with Will and his dad, and mm-hmm. then Sun and Kafia show up, and they have, like, a nice moment. Nomi and Amanita are together, and so, like, that's one, like, nice rousing beat for everybody. And then Riley's dad starts playing at the concert, and all of them get to experience the concert. And then they all... <laughs> the music is so powerful. It's so great. They get to experience their own birth. Yep, they get to watch it, and um, it's a lot. <laughs> and I remember... So these are... You're actually going to see nine births. That's true. And the f- I distinctly remember the first time I watched this, it was like a freaking horror movie because it just kept happening. It just kept going. There's a lot of yelling and a lot of looking away because I don't, <laughs> I don't do well with medical scenes, <laughs> and this and some of them aren't even like explicitly like medical. But I was just like, oh my god, yeah, that's a human. Almost all of the crowning scenes. Yeah, you happen, get to see them happen crown. early though. Actually, I know, but it's like it's one of those things where you don't see that on TV. Yeah. Well, it's like, like they hit you with it and then they kind of relax a little bit and they're like, oh, okay, let's just throw the the last, let the rest play out, except yeah. for the cesarean. Uh, Lord. Anyway, the point is, um, they're having like this musical experience together, and then the, it's like a big psychic moment where they're all experiencing this, mm-hmm. and um, it is kind of fun to see how they react. But I guess it's a g- I f- we forgot to mention this. Jonas does mention when he's talking about the Sicilian part of the brain. Mm-hmm that the father of Jonas's cluster, he's like, oh, he's babbling about some shit where, like, you can go all the way back to the beginning of time through that psychic connection yeah. and see your beginning. And that's, like, what actually happens in this episode at the end of it is at the end they get to see their beginning. So mm-hmm. it starts with Riley's birth, 
and you get to see young cute daddy <laughs> and with her it's kind of like who is not present who's not present <laughs> he's playing the piano they have the phone that Sven talked about while mm-hmm. her mom is giving birth the phone is called the umbilical yeah and like <laughs> it's it's a sweet moment because obviously I don't know why he's not there but he can't be there like, he's not going to make it in well, time for the yeah, birth it's a surprise it's I a guess. surprise because it's like a home birth um, I don't know if that was intentional or not. It looks like there was a medical lady there, too, helping mm-hmm. out with the birth. But anyway, it's Sven, Riley's mom, and the phone, and he puts the phone, like, right up in there. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, oh, my God. So, I mean, obviously the theme is that Riley is surrounded by music. Yes. Uh, like, yeah. she, yeah. the first thing she's going to hear is her dad playing the piano through mm-hmm. the phone. Uh, the next one is Will. You get to see Joey Pants with, like, a mustache and (laughs) hair. (laughs) (laughs) Giving a pretty impressive goggle eye face. Yeah, he goes, whoa, you know. And, Um, of course, Will is born in a police car. Yeah, because I think he was trying to drive his wife to the hospital, and that was Mm -hmm. not going to fly. She was going to have the baby, so he sets up some flares. He delivers Will himself and from a cop car. Um, It just occurred to me. I'm try- I couldn't remember if Will, um, he talks about his mom. I don't think Riley. so. I guess she just died. He talks about her mom. Yeah. Uh, but no. Yeah, it's funny that, of course, both of them have no longer their mothers, though. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so Joey Pants gets to hold baby Will, and he's, like, super excited, <laughs> and it's really cute. And, uh, Kala's is, while it's raining, and yeah. they're kind of, they have Ganesha there during the birth. Has the, the religious theme and the, I don't know the rain. I guess the rain I think of is a connection to Wolfgang usually. Yeah. So I uh, think it's between them. It's more of like she kind of finds like wonder and beauty in it. Yeah. And I guess it's water and yeah, Wolfgang's for is water. both of them. Yeah. yeah. So uh, she's next, and then Lido's <laughs> makes me laugh. <laughs> His whole family is there in the house, and they're all yelling and screaming, and it's very dramatic. It's not necessarily because his mom is giving birth <laughs> right now. It's because they're watching a telenovela, I think. Yes. And if, I think it's a really famous one, that episode in that particular scene. I'll have to check it. We'll have to do some research on it. But the point is... But the point is drama. Yes. And acting and performances <laughs> in his life from the very beginning. And I do love his, his reactions. So what they do is they'll show you know, them at the concert yeah. in the same seat as Riley. And then um, the birth, will they'll see their birth, and then it'll cut back to them. And Lido's reaction to his birth is he's just, like, happy and giddy and kind of crying and smiling. Well, by and large, they're all quite overjoyed except for one. Yes, which makes sense. Yes. Uh, so he goes next, and then it's Sun. And her mom gave birth in a graveyard, and I just feel like that's super appropriate. So Sun is surrounded by death. Yes, absolutely. And also, uh, you know, obviously upon initial watch there's no way we could have known like she's gonna have some uh more pivotal moments in the graveyard in season two <laughs> yes <laughs> so that's true. she is yeah surrounded by death and um the next one's nomi yes and nomi freaks me out the difference because <laughs> it's different well it's a c-section yeah which is totally fine but they like show you cutting and yes. I'm like nah. well, it, it gross in its own way just like the normal crowning yes but it's very like medical and mm-hmm. um she doesn't look particularly happy yeah no me is sense. the only one who doesn't look well she happy. yeah which it, it makes sense because it's very clinical and like there's there's not a big um 
I think all of the sensates have like a very distinct, um, obviously like the connection to the birth where it's like with Riley, it's music with Lido. It's like telenovelas, yeah. wills, police cars, but with like Nomi, there's never a moment where she gets to be with her mother post birth. Yeah. It's a like little, there's no, it's, it's very sterile. It's a little on the nose. Of yeah. course. Um, that, that hers is, is different. Yeah. I think in general, it's just different for her to think about being born. Yeah. <laughs> because to her, it probably makes her it's think not, about the feeling of, you know, not not feeling right, basically. Yeah. I also think it's interesting because out of all of them, she... I mean, obviously, since it is a C-section, the focus isn't really on the mother as much because yes. she is literally like separated because of like the surgery they have Although, to do. Although I really like um, that you see her mother. Yeah. She says the name. She says Michael. Yeah. Um, which is uh, at this point certainly the most uh, humanizing moment for her mother which yeah. is, is nice. It shows that uh, doesn't excuse it but it shows part of why this is hard for her to deal with Nomi, I think, because like, this memory and this attachment of like this is my child, this is my child, this yeah. is you know, the name, this is the child and obviously that's not as happy for Nomi to think about this Yeah, thing. I like yeah. to think of it as Nomi gets to see her birth, but it doesn't, I, I don't think it's something she would consider as like this is my birthday kind of a thing. Yeah, oh yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Because, um, again, this will be addressed in season two. She kind of has her own separate birthday celebration uh, when she transitions with her with her sister there. So, yeah, that one's a really, uh, nah, that one freaks me out. I mean, they, they literally all do, like the crowning and C-sections. It all freaks me out. So, <laughs> um, And then the next one is Wolfgang, and his is a water birth, and you see his mom. And I remember the first time I saw this, I was like, dear god his mom is young she's like a teenager like she's a baby careful uh, casting yeah yeah <laughs> that is uh something we will address when we hit the series finale it's relevant it yes. is relevant but i remember being like damn because you have the only you've only seen his dad at this point his dad's like this creepy ass 50 something yeah. greasy and obviously a horrible human being and then his mom is like kind of this I mean, she looks underage, man. I'm just <laughs> like barely 18. But anyway, um, but he he doesn't. He's not as obviously it's Wolfgang, so he's not as super emotional. But he but still smiles. He still smiles a little bit, like yeah. Most smiling he's done when he's not in the call scene. Yeah, it's true. Uh, then we get Coffeeus, and his is a pretty straightforward birth. Uh, I guess it's important to note that it, it, he's surrounded by women. Like his mom is getting help from women. Um, yeah, well, which I is was not the case for any of the other birth scenes. It is a mix of men and women there. I was thinking that uh, just because Coffeeus's big relationship is with his mom, yeah, that uh, there's less of a need to add something else to the scene. Maybe just yeah. because the whole point for him would be his mom anyway, and yeah. she's obviously already there. So. Yeah, and she's obviously already made like a big impact and. The yeah. relationship has already kind of been firmly established, so this is just like a little cherry on top. Maybe I suppose. that's why he's last, but he is certainly the one who is the most overjoyed. Yes, he is <laughs> crying. He is and crying. Happy. He's so happy. 
And then it cuts to our ninth birth, which is not a sensei. It is Riley's baby, Luna. And you get really quick flashes of there's a car accident. So the car has gone off the road. Someone gets hit in the head in the windshield. Yeah. Riley is, her hair is not blonde. <laughs> it is dark like it was when you saw her in the flashback with Magnus, uh, who's riding it on a horse. Uh, she is giving birth to a baby. Yeah, and it's all very quick. It's all very it's quick. very well edited. Yep, and you're just kind of like, what the hell was that? And then oh, it yeah. cuts back to her reaction of that, and she is bleeding from her nose. Mm. It looks horrible, and she passes out as soon as the like she stands yeah. up, passes out. And, and the that music turns yep. like when it cuts to Riley. You know, I think yeah. it's, it's very joyous yeah. going through like coffee us and then suddenly it's like something is wrong yeah <laughs> what is happening you know as, as soon as you cut to riley again like uh, i thought the scene was over yeah <laughs> uh, so this is probably my favorite um ending shot last few seconds whatever you want to call it of her of, rising up with the blood going yeah of, of this show just yeah. because it's just this short of force of like this is a really good episode this is a ridiculous ambitious sequence at the end yeah and then they don't even just end with this crazy sequence. It then twists and becomes Something like a plot more. reveal, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. I remember the first time I watched this, for some reason, I was very... I think it's because of her hair um, is such a different color. Like, she looks she looks completely different. She mm-hmm. doesn't have the bleach blonde. She doesn't really have, like, the heavy makeup or the jewelry. Like, she's not even, obviously, like, dressed the same way. But it's, like, her style's not even what it is now. So, like, I remember the very first time I watched this, I felt so stupid. I didn't know who it was. I was like, oh, they threw in another birth there. I don't <laughs> get that. And I think this is just the case of what we've been talking about, how we both felt really silly the entire time upon rewatch where we're just like I feel like at this point with a certain episode it should be obvious that Riley has had a baby like when she goes to visit the graves and one of them is clearly her husband and one of them is clearly her daughter and even if you look at the the dates of when they were born and when they died it's like her daughter did not survive past like a day yeah and yet it like for some reason it does not click until like episode 11 (laughs) Although, me. <laughs> e- even if you do uh, know, yeah. it's the um, it's the events themselves at the end of 10 that are shocking. Yeah. Uh, like, the realization that you could have also pieced together, technically, that it's yeah. a car accident and everything. I think that the violence of it, just the fact that you can see from these small snippets that she's, like, out in somewhere you know in the middle of nowhere in the mountains or something and i think it just hammers home that whatever happened is probably far more traumatic than you might have pictured if you had worked it all out yeah Um, it is actually even more traumatic when you do actually get to see the sequence played all the way out because as of now all we know is there's a car accident and she has a baby but you don't know a lot more of the details which I really want to talk about, but we can't. Cause that we is for the finale. But that is, yeah, one of those ones where I remember watching it and being like, what? Just because, like, she looks so different. <laughs> so I was just like, I don't know who that was. <laughs> and I felt really stupid because upon rewatch it, they're like, they really do a nice job of laying it out for you. And even, like you said, if you do guess it, you still don't have enough of the details to... You know something bad has happened, but you don't know how mm-hmm. traumatic it is just yet. 
So D disorientation works yeah. as a reaction too, if you didn't know who it was. Yeah. Because that's why the scene works so well. It's just like the music and everything. Yeah. Can make you understand that you're watching something kind of calming and pleasant to the sensates at least mm -hmm. and then you know that suddenly something wrong is happening and yeah. it's not good anymore yeah it's a yeah and it's blood, like a, a shock value and then there's the blood and her fainting which and i i think i took as actually a not real the first time oh really and thought it was like part of what she was remembering or bringing back into her head but i remember reading about it and I can't remember exactly what it was. I guess that can happen. Yeah. Like if you're very, I don't know if it's just stress or something else. Yeah. But that can actually happen. But it, can I bleed mean, like that. The, the scary thing is, is like it has to be, it is real and you don't really know to what extent what has mm -hmm. happened to her after she's fainted. You're like, what's her actual bleeding? Like what's going on? But the, I guess it, it's like such a, a really well-placed scene and twist at the end because it's working on three different levels it's like doing three different things at once it's showing like this really crazy reveal it's a huge like tonal twist and it's like oh no we're still moving the plot forward but it's scary because it also does some it's a good backstory for her that's really quick and rapid and disorienting but it, it, it's also a, another payoff for what they've been setting up since she hit Iceland they're like you know they can find you like they'll be ursa says like if you slip up or something happens where you end up in a hospital they'll take mm -hmm. one look at you and they'll know and it's like oh yeah that's going to be a big payoff now because she has to go to the hospital yeah. well and when jonas talks to will yeah and and he says why haven't they found out before because i've been to the hospital a lot and all yeah and you you know from the earlier conversations, like you said, that that is true. Like they're not gonna always catch it, except in Iceland they they definitely they will are. because they have so many people there. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. So it's like it's a really intense scene, and you're like, damn, what's happening? But also it's like, oh, this is really, this is setting up and paying off so much stuff that has happened prior, all in one scene, and it's really impressive. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So that's that's what happens to all of them, and it's a crazy ending scene. I remember the first time we watched this episode, I was like, we have to do the next one! I'm so traumatized, but we have to do it. So, um, which is also really fun to show people, too, because I'll be like, just wait till episode 10, guys, and they think something really bad is gonna <laughs> happen. And it does, like, it literally does, but it's not that that we're prepping yeah. them for. We're just like, nope, nope. And they, I think they usually get the same feeling that we got, where something bad is going to happen to her, her dad, and so it's like, no, here's a really intense, crazy, ambitious montage of all of them being born. Mm -hmm. This is like the culmination of something for Sensei. I think perhaps out of everything that happens, mm -hmm. this is the most Sensei scene, the most what else, what other show would ever do this? I know, yeah. Um, like, you could even see some show taking a cue from Sensei and having crazy orgies or something yeah. but like this scene or in this birth beautiful birth thing that's a very specific thing that could probably only come from these specific people who made this show yeah as well 
I think that was like one of the things. It's like it's almost like a shock value thing because, uh, like I said, the first time I saw this sequence, I couldn't believe they were showing like a baby crowning because they don't do that on TV, and I've never seen that on TV. And then they proceed to do it like essentially eight more times. Well, they they're trying to you know normalize all the the sex and also just like the general diversity and like mm-hmm. look at all these uh types of people get used to it yes. as part of the message of the show yeah but you don't usually expect them to go as far as something like trying to normalize uh birth or you yeah, know birth scene, or yeah. anything else just like this it's is more, yeah it's like this a is celib- what people are like it's, it's yeah. a celebration of bodies and usually when you see that it's like a sex scene it's usually not a birth scene <laughs> so yep 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 I guess it's a celebration of life, sort of. Yes. And and all the messy parts, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <gasps> yes. Very, very messy parts. Very messy. Anyway, uh, do we... So, who are our MVPs? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to choose Leto. Okay. And I know we've had a we've difficult debate over, over this, this. Because he is so paired up with Wolfgang. Yeah. But partially just because Leto comes second... Yeah. So it feels like he really. He has more. Caps of, his off. arc is also kind of like closed by the end of this. Yes, this like is, this is a up. stop in Wolfgang's uh, murder journey. <laughs> and Leto <laughs> is. The murder express. Leto, on the other hand, is basically self actualized and become his better self just now. Yep. And plus, he flicked that cigarette really well. He did. But also, he threw those flower pots really well. <sighs> so funny. And more importantly, he dramatically kissed that bartender mm. and drank six tequilas and oh this is just this is a great moment for Lido. it's got to be Lido. i wanted to give it to Lido as well but i will i'm in complete agreement with everything you said but and since i don't want to repeat that i am gonna go with wolfgang good because he has a freaking rocket launcher he does <laughs> um and i do think like i think it's nice he has a, some pretty good scenes with his cousin where you can just feel how much he hates him <laughs> and how protective he is over Felix. And I, I like that he's starting to interact with more sensates. I mean, even if it's just like on the on the surface where mm-hmm. he's just walking through the memorial. But um, I really do love his interactions with Leto. And I really love that he comes to his aid. Because it's not to say that Wolfgang isn't loyal obviously he is just look at like his relationship with felix but he is more of like the most independent sensate like he is more willing to go off and do something by himself instead of you know chiming in and asking for help Mm because he's like i can handle this and um it's funny because he doesn't even ask Leto for help. Leto's just like, can you do this? And he's like, no, I can't. No, that's, <laughs> a, that's a bummer. I tried. And then Leto's like, all right. And he like volunteers himself. So, uh, yeah, I really like Wolfgang in this one. I think he's great. And I think it really is a nice action scene. And it's going to propel him forward for the rest of the series. So mm-hmm. that'll mm-hmm. be good. Um, who's your, your favorite, favorite side character? Side character. What, what about you? Um it's so unfair because Joey Pants has returned um, but also call his dad it's like a, the battle of the great dads <laughs> I mean arguably call his dad is, is a, a much more supportive yes he is a, out, uh, a better more dad. explicitly 
uh, supportive than than Joey Pants is with Will, but um, <sighs> I think I will have to get it to call his dad. It pains me. It's like a little asterisk with with Joey Pants. Well, but I think what he's doing in that scene works a little uh, to help with Call's story a mm. little bit more than Will. I think that is better, but once again, Joey since Pants. you took Call's dad, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll give it to Joey okay. Pants. Yeah. This is one of his longest and most in-depth scenes yeah. in the show. I feel like he's got to get it now, or he might never get it. You know? I know. And um, I know we're giving it to him for a Christmas special. I don't know. There's just so many things in that that I, I have to think about it. I'm but. probably going to give it to him for the Christmas special. But this is a nice one for him. And this yeah. is him at his sweetest as well. Yeah. And I like seeing Joey Pants do that because Joey Pants is known for playing... Not great people. Yeah. Not so <laughs> awesome people. So um, this is nice. Yeah, we were talking about, we're like, yeah, they give Joey Pants, like, a good, like, he's not a inherently bad guy, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is not the case for Bound or The Matrix. Like, he's always been a quote-unquote bad guy. He's always been, like, an interesting bad guy where um, you can kind of understand where he's coming from, yeah. but he's not. He never falls on the, the right side. And um, I really like his outfit. Yeah. I, I like how he's always wearing... 20 layers yeah and sensei which is probably because he's like kind of sick and doesn't feel good but yeah. the end result is he looks very cozy yeah the little hat yeah. beard yeah oh yeah. this is a hard episode to pick uh, the one off character a... is a tricky one yeah uh it's hard to even think of who is in it uh um, i'm gonna give it to the thug that agrees to sex dick for uh <laughs> diamonds that's a good answer because he just looks like Obviously. Yeah, actually what yeah. you're saying, I like, who wouldn't do that? <laughs> uh, so I would give it to him, just because I think it's really funny. Um, and it just, it, uh, it nicely plays off of Wolfgang's cousin, who is also, will never be a contender again. Yeah, I feel well, like we should have given him a little bit more praise, because he's well, doing you know, some great work. Not effectively everyone. Effectively hating him. Not everyone can win, unfortunately. It's, it's just, it's just how it goes. Yeah, do you have a favorite shot in this uh, I haven't picked a, a one-off character yet. Oh, you haven't? I'm sorry. Because I, I really don't know who's even in this one. Yeah. Like, the people that are in it, like his cousin. I don't want to give it to his cousin. Mm. Joaquin, I don't want to give it to him. Oh, yeah. He Joaquin? doesn't deserve no, but that sort of thing. Yeah. For being a bad person. I mean, I feel like you got to give it to the, the thug, then. I could give it to the bartender. Oh, shit, yeah. That's a good one. Which I think you might have done last time. We did. Oh, I didn't. I, uh, you didn't? I don't think so. I think I did. He doesn't do as much in this one. I know, but, you know, he pours tequila, and that's always good people. He does, and he has a good reaction. Yes. Toledo's uh, whole deal. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Oh, you know what? You know who I'm going to give it to? I'm going to give it to uh, Riley's dad's buddies. Oh, yeah, where they're getting stoned in their suits. For the part when they're just about to start playing, and they give him that smile. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. ridiculous. I'm going to give him that. Uh, and that one that says, for some of us, it still is, when yeah. she says it's 1985, which is pretty great. Uh, 95. It's 85. Is it 85? Yes. <gasps> wow, the shame. So <laughs> bad. All right. Um, all right. So that's you say, who you're going did for. Did you say shot yeah. or scene? Shot. Shot. That's, I mean. It's got to be. It's not one of the birthing shots. No. Um, I think my favorite shot in this episode is actually the shot where uh, Wolfgang pulls Leto up. Which I said reminded me of Frodo and Galadriel <laughs> in The Return of the King. Oh my God. Uh, it's this the way <laughs> they do did. this shot where um, it's like on the ground next to him, and yeah. then the camera um, turns mm. as he's pulled up. Yeah, 
which is um, nice, and it's a nice moment for them too, but it, I don't know, it conveys the emotion and the feeling of, oh, like, he's getting back up. We're all getting back up. <laughs> mm. That's a good one. I, I mean, the cigarette flicking for both of them is pretty good. But uh, for Leto and Wolfgang, but I would give the shot to when the car uh, gets hit by the rocket launcher. Mm-hmm. I like it. Surprise, I picked an action shot. And what is the best scene? Um, I don't know, because the... I don't know. There's a lot of good ones. Not... I think... Go ahead. Obviously, one scene kind of dominates conversation in this episode. Yeah. The last scene. Yeah. And I think it's definitely the most impressive yes set piece of course is it my favorite to watch no we'll do that that division thing where that's the big set piece and then i will say as a smaller moment that i like the scene with the bartender the most just because it just like leto it's such a relief feeling for for the audience of like he's definitely finally going to do the right thing he's off to do it you know, you know, he's going to do it and he has to fight him. But the whole episode, you really feel like it's going to work out. Because, like, what was really important was that he made the decision. Yeah. Like, the details will yeah. will happen. I also appreciate that, like, once he sees Wolfgang and he's like, you have to fix it. His way of fixing it is not just, like, the standard go grab Danny. Which is really what ultimately fix it. He even goes so much as to go back to the bartender to apologize. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I'm going to fix it on all... Fix, fix everything. Yeah. Everything. And so, yeah, that's that's a good scene. Um, I really like the, the speech that Joey Pants gives about his dad wanting him to be an electrician, and he hated it. So he says, I'm going to be a cop. You know, I like that. Um, I think it's a nice moment between him and Will, because, surprise, they're, you're not going to get that many with them. Yes. Um, I like it. And he is very proud of Will being a cop, and Will isn't really going to be a cop. cop for much longer, yeah. yeah. That's what the real speech is about. It's a veiled warning. Don't yes. you dare be an electrician. Don't you dare <laughs> do it. I don't want you to get shocked. But, uh, yeah. All right. Anything else? No. It's a, it's a, it's, um, it's I feel like I say longer. this at the end of every... Well, yeah, because we spent so much time talking about Leto and Wolfgang. It's a longer, a longer bit. I think we'll be complimented by probably something very short next yeah, time. Yeah, it's a short um, episode. I will double check, but I believe it's the shortest episode of the show. Yeah. It's like 45 minutes or oh, something. Oh, really? Dang. Yeah. Yeah. It always, it, it's also like, it's funny because you would think, oh, after this, it has to be the finale. But it's like, no, there's, there's definitely enough room for story for... Mm-hmm an episode in between it's like to tie up some of the other character yeah. loose ends before jumping into the b- big plot yeah it's finale. a good it's a tightly focused penultimate episode so yeah. i'm excited about it but i guess we should probably sign off because mm-hmm. we've gone we've gone very far in this one so all right this has been vicky this is camden and we will be talking to you guys soon bye bye Wachow squared <laughs> Double with chow. You want four with chows? I want four with chows. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
podcast. And also feel free to contact us on our main website. That one is grumpyoctopusproductions.com. That I'll link you up to all of our social media. You can follow us on Twitter and or like us on Facebook. And you can reach out to us at our email account. That is grumpyoctopusproductions at gmail.com. I think we're sensing a bit of a trend here. (laughs) Um, Also on the website, you guys can check out all of our episode and production notes and fun little extras as well. So, as always, thanks for listening, loyal listeners. Alrighty, signing off.